You're listening to the Hindu Business Line's Field Notes podcast with T.R. Vivek. Dear listeners, hello and welcome to another episode of Field Notes, the weekly podcast from the Hindu Business Line on all things agribusiness. You can now watch Field Notes on Business Line's YouTube channel as well as download the show on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts. You'll find plenty of excellent audio content from Business Line on these platforms. I would highly recommend, for instance, a healthcare podcast called Pulse hosted by my colleague uh, P.T. Jyoti Datta. Do check it out. Today we'll be talking about an issue that to my mind is one of the most important as far as India's food and farming sector goes. I really encourage you to read, listen, uh, watch videos and think very carefully about this issue because it not only concerns your family's health but also has enormous bearing on uh, you and the nation's finances and uh, the environment. Given the importance of this issue, uh, this is going to be a slightly long intro so Please bear with me. Um, the union government last week announced the national mission for edible oil and palm oil. Uh, India imports nearly 60% of the edible oil it consumes. Um, and this taste for oil translates into an import bill of, of a whopping 80,000 crore rupees. Of these um, uh, imports, uh, palm oil alone accounts for nearly 55%. The edible oil mission aims to cut down the reliance on imports uh, and move towards the kind of uh, self-sufficiency we have with food grains. Palm oil is uh, by far the world's favorite cooking fat and it is ubiquitous. You will find it in snacks, chocolates, uh, Nutella, ice creams, noodles, shampoos, detergents and all manner of cosmetics. The European Union till last year used palm oil as a biofuel, mixing 5% of it in petrol, just as we blend uh, 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 petrol here with ethanol. There's a reason why palm oil is popular. It is uh, the most efficient source of vegetable oil. While uh, one hectare of soy farm can yield an average of about 0.4 tons of oil, the same area of palm plantation uh, produces about 3.4 to 4 tons or roughly 8 times more oil. As a result, the government has earmarked a whopping 11,000 crore over the next 5 years to ramp up the production of palm domestically. The target is to produce about 11.2 lakh tons by 2025-26. The government will literally roll out the red carpet for farmers who switch to growing palm oil with financial assistance uh, going up to about 40 to 50,000 per hectare annually per farmer. And uh, it will announce, it claims, a very profitable price guarantee scheme for farmers too. But, 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 there may be a glitch. Palm oil seems to have a massive reputation problem. Many activists consider it to be the coal of the food world, bad for health, bad for the planet. On YouTube, you will find hundreds of videos and documentaries on how palm plantations in countries like Malaysia and Indonesia are evil, that uh, they are responsible for the loss of nearly 9 million hectares of tropical forests and the cause uh, for extinction of animal species like the Sumatran rhino. Middle class Indians think of uh, palm oil as dirty uh, because it poses the highest risk of cardiac uh, health. Uh, to be fair, uh, there may not be conclusive evidence that palm oil is any worse than, say, soya oil. Um, areas for palm cultivation identified in India include the northeastern states. Will this result in a similar destruction of fragile ecology? 
is the government embarking on a calamitous policy course, uh, jumping literally from the fr frying pan straight into the fire? This podcast has two parts. In part one today, I'll be in conversation with Dr. R.K. Mathur, the director of Indian Institute of Oil Palm Research based in Pedavegi in Andhra. You'll likely hear from him the government perspective and a stout defense of the new policy. Tomorrow, in part two, I'll be speaking to Bhavna Prasad, the Director of Sustainable Business Division at uh, the Worldwide Fund for Nature, or WWF, on the environmental concerns associated with oil palm. So do watch out for that. Uh, Dr. Mathur is a gene scientist and headed the government committee in 2020 that assessed the potential areas for oil palm cultivation in India. Uh, that forms the basis uh, for the government's plans to enlist nearly 3 million hectares of oil palm plantations over the next decade. Welcome Dr. Mathur Field Notes. The charge sheet against uh, palm oil made by the activists seems very compelling. You know, they say it is bad for the environment, it is bad for you. It has resulted in uh, environmental damage of huge proportions in uh, Southeast Asia. Uh, why has the government decided to uh, put its all its eggs in the oil palm basket? If you look at the oil palm development programs in Southeast Asian countries like uh, Mizoram, uh, sorry, Malaysia, Indonesia, Thailand, what you said may be correct. They are, they are actually uh, disturbing the forest, they are disturbing the ecology, and they are going for the oil palm. If you look at our country, then that is not the case. So their concept of sustainability comes where, whether it is ecologically or uh, sustainable or not, it is okay. If you talk in India, by inbuilt mechanism of oil palm development program here, it is sustainable. Sustainable in the sense, it is farmer's crop. It is grown on the farmer's field. And we are not removing, we are not destroying any forest cover. Mm -hmm. So absolutely those questions, whatever are there, I think uh, it, uh, it is answered. Mm -hmm. We are not at all destroying anything else. Just the uh, viewers understand when you say it's a farmer's crop, uh, you mean that say a farmer is growing rice, so that that farm is converted into a, an oil palm plantation. Yeah, yeah. So that is for the best use of the available resources. Mm -hmm. Available resources mainly water, okay, nutrients, and the land which he is having. So if you look at the rice candy product, not be clearing any forest tracts to create new plantations. No, 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 not at all. Say if I have a four hectare land, I am going. To, I have already been growing oil palm or groundnut and this and that. Now mm -hmm. I want to grow for oil palm. Mm -hmm. That's all. Mm -hmm. So there is no any forest cover disturbed. Not at all. While we are going for the oil palm cultivation in this area, we are requesting farmers that it should go in a contiguous area. Mm -hmm. That it in a cluster approach togetherness. Mm -hmm. So that approach is really working well. And if you look from the top, you can see any plantation view that gives a forest look. If you look at the carbon sequestration, it is much more than any other forest, uh, tropical forest species. Two mm -hmm. to three leaves per year, per month are produced. Mm -hmm. Lot of biomass is added that can be recycled to the soil. You can again. Add the nutrients and uh, organic matter to the soil, it will further add. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. If you look at the herbicide, almost less. I will not say no, less. Mm-hmm. If you look at the fertilizer requirement, now we have come out with the technologies where fertilizer requirement is half. Further technology, if you go for recycling, further 50% reduce. So almost mm-hmm. 25% of nutrient requirement. Mm-hmm. So nutrient application also is very less. Nutrient use efficiency also of this crop is ensured more. It is under micro irrigation uh, system of irrigation. further nutrients are given through fertigation now so where is the problem to the any uh, damage to the soil and uh, environment mm-hmm. third thing is third thing is that now we are recommending cropping system approach multiple cropping system we have identified a number of crops which can be taken as intercrops in oil farm mm-hmm. earlier this research data was not available mm-hmm. but now over the years our scientists have worked hard and we have come out with a 25 number of crops which can be grown under partial shed conditions these crops are high value crops low volume crops oil palm cocoa intercropping you would have heard it is a successful venture mm-hmm. apart from this we have identified more crops so again biomass of those crops again many things which are there of the environment related say it's a Uh, microflora or uh, uh, microfauna, whatever is there. So it is a system approach going on. Mm-hmm. It is not monoculture. Oil palm alone is creating problem. If you look at uh, Malaysia, Indonesia, yes, they are under monoculture system. If you look at our uh, Indian conditions now, we are going towards a multiple cropping system. So you are saying that the context and practice of India and Southeast Asia is completely different, and they can't be completely compared. different. Please don't compare. Please don't compare with them. They don't know what is intercropping. We know what is intercropping. They don't know what is irrigation. We know what is irrigation. Mm-hmm. They know only fertilizer application through broadcast or through basin application, soil application. Mm-hmm. We know the fertigation. Mm-hmm. So there are altogether different approaches of cultivation there. they are removing the forest and planting oil palm mm-hmm. we are planting only on our cultivated land on farmers mm-hmm. field only mm-hmm. so all together it is a different approach where our system is sustainable by in built mechanism of oil palm development program mm-hmm. i think i could make you this thing very clear under rainfed conditions we have kept the parameters like how much is the soil depth this is very important not more than 1 meter is required for this crop though it is a jian palm it gives a forest look cover and all those things but below soil it is just 1 and 1/2 feet to 2 feet that that's all so it is adventitious root system so not much deep second thing is slope if you talk of the northeast definitely slope is also very important parameter so 50% slope is sufficient for the oil palm third thing is rainfall if it is more than 1800 mm we have selected those areas but if you look at northeast definitely there are almost 5 to 6 was rainfall starting somewhere in may ending in around october to november so november to march or april 
some rains you will be getting but not regular if you look at that time it is almost a low temperature time so water requirement will be less so there we are suggested with the assisted or supplementary irrigation system mm -hmm. where water harvesting can be done mizoram already it is a successful model now mm -hmm. water harvesting can be done that water water harvested is done it can be applied to the farms at the same time moisture conservation practices become very important there thus slight cover is there water leaves and these things are produced if you cut and spread in the basin that is sufficient to take care of the uh, moisture conservation at the same time it will further add nutrients also to soil so that is the another approach third approach is that uh, water this fertigation uh, or micro irrigation is there if they are applying it well there is no any problem in growing oil palm there so we have identified from manipur uh, mizoram assam arunachal pradesh nagaland these are already oil palm is there except manipur mizoram nagaland arunachal pradesh and assam oil palm is already there and uh, manipur is a new state very proactive now we are giving training and all those things to them apart from that meghalaya and tripura were also identified but they are not showing the interest but anyhow scientifically we have given the report that these are the suitable areas whenever any government takes decision that can be taken up there that is about the northeasterns if you look at the rest of india so andhra pradesh karnataka tamil nadu chatisgarh you know very well apart from this bihar and uh, madhya pradesh also some parts we have identified where oil palms suitable are suitable for oil palm cultivation are there so mm -hmm. any government if they take any decision definitely it can be grown there the major criteria here is that number of rainy days are around 60 days plus so rest of the time it has to be irrigated second thing is soil salinity if it is more than 7.8 ph you should not grow oil palm in those areas it will have stunted growth it may not be profitable so that's why that rider we attempt so these are the parameters which we have taken care while working out the site suitability areas Mm -hmm. though it is done on the broader way it is done on the macro level uh, with remote sensing and gis techniques but this institute has developed another one, uh, software is oil palm site suitability evaluator opssc so that site suitability will help you further in identifying a farmers field in identifying a particular village in identifying a particular taluka or so on and so forth you can feed the data and it will reflect that yes it is suitable or it is not suitable so that app has to be invariably used along with this report whatever we have submitted so these two things will definitely ensure right time right place and right farmer selected mm -hmm. dr marathur what is the economic case for for palm uh, why is why do you say it is such uh, an efficient crop if you look at the productivity levels uh, if you look at the productivity of groundnut annuals you can see soybean sunflower sesame safflower and if you look at the oil palm productivity it is a very it stands very tall for 4 to 6 tons of oil per hectare per year mm -hmm. is produced through oil palm on an average we are talking if you look at the groundnut productivity level is around 11 quintals of uh, groundnut oil if you go it is only around 0.4 tons of oil mm -hmm. if you look at it soybean and others almost 8 to 10 times of 
oil is produced more. Now, if you look at the uh, way in which urbanization is going on, if you look at that the cultivated land is sinking like anything, then what is your requirement? Requirement for in, in Indian context is that a crop is required where we can have more productivity per se. Mm -hmm. And their oil farm becomes very, very important. And mm -hmm. that is why government of India is promoting and come out with a very beautifully devised system of NMEO oil farm, where oil farm is being promoted with a hoping investment also. So that is the way oil farm requires. Now, why it is going in such a high level is, it takes three years to come out with the production. Mm -hmm. Three years is the gestation period. So it starts fruiting only after three years. After three years. Mm -hmm. Some small fruits will come, but generally we remove. Mm -hmm. The concept, you know, you could understand is initial growth, more of vegetative type we allow. Mm -hmm. So water is small bunches also come, we remove them. And uh, so that that energy can be diverted on the establishment of the plantations. Mm -hmm. So three years, there is no yield. And government of India is so again supporting there also financially to uh, oil pump growers. So that three years is a long gestation period. Farmer can keep on getting some income. Second thing is in those three years, any intercrop can be taken. Anything, whatever is grown locally can be taken. But we recommend that we suggest to go for oil seed in oil pump. So that we can further add it to oil pool. Mm -hmm. So if you look at Telangana, there are farmers which are taking groundnut in oil pump. If you look at Northeast, if mustard is green grown, let them grow mustard in between, no problem. But it is an empty space available within two, two rows of oil pump, and anything can be grown, but don't grow more water requiring crops like paddy, mm -hmm. that we don't take paddy. Mm -hmm. Only thing is what basin is there, of the oil pump that should be kept clean. Intercrops should not be grown there. That's all. Mm -hmm. So, but what what is the water footprint of uh, of palm oil? Is it true that it is a water guzzler? No. If you look at the total water requirement, uh, most of the Telangana area and Andhra also farmers are taking two paddy crops. You may be knowing it. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have uh, our committee. We made three teams, and we have roamed around in Telangana wherever Kalesarum project and other areas have been developed. And we have seen that water is in plenty available now in Telangana. Mm -hmm. At the same time, farmers are taking two paddy crops. So you can easily go for oil farm. Paddy crops, again, you know that it is not much remunerative. At the same time, the government is facing problem of purchasing this and that. And it is more, again, labor intensive also. If you look at the oil farm, it is less labor requirement. It mm -hmm. is just what 143 pounds per hectare, not more. Mm -hmm. Two to three meters of basin can be easily maintained. Interfarm space, if you grow oil intercrop, very good. Otherwise, no problem. If mm -hmm. it is slightly weedy also. After three years or in fourth year, if you see, it totally almost shed type. It is almost dark in the plantation. So no weed can grow also. After seven, eight years, while some is light is start infiltrating, around 25% light comes, you can go for the the next series of intercrops like uh, long paper, bush paper, then heliconia, red ginger. Then uh, now we identified this uh, uh, ginger, different varieties of ginger, different varieties of turmeric, which are high value crops and low value crops. Mm -hmm. So they can easily take up, market can be assured, market can be tagged, 
and farmer will get the regular income, much more than what is expected. Mm -hmm. So if you let look at the cost benefit ratio, it goes to 2.8. So you can imagine that it is not only doubling. I will not talk of doubling and tripling, but farmer will be getting definitely higher income. Mm -hmm. Second thing is system approach developed. One system has been developed where it is not only oil farm, plus many other things are also there, mm -hmm. which will help in total development of the local flora and flora. Mm -hmm. Another concept which institute has given recently is a um, mixed farming system. Farmer will have animal component also. And if you include the animal component, cost benefit ratio goes to 3.21. So, but he will get, our purpose is that he can get to protein, animal protein also, animal pet also, animals can be maintained well. We have identified the grasses, which can be grown under shared conditions. Generally, grass require empty space or empty, say, uh, these grasslands. Mm -hmm. But here we identified the species, which can be grown under partial shed condition also, so mm -hmm. that farmers' animal component also can be supported. Mm -hmm. So in that way, really, and these things are not there also. These things are not the concept in Malaysia and Indonesia. Mm -hmm. There it is purely a monoculture concept. Mm -hmm. Here it is a multiple cropping concept, which we are putting forward. So even if you go to Northeast also, we are not talking of the oil farm alone. We are talking of oil farm plus cropping system approach. Mm -hmm. So that farmer can get something, something from different commodities. And in overall system approach, overall resources can be used efficiently and he can get a better money in his hand. Mm -hmm. Dr. Mathur, let me now come to uh, the other, uh, the fear factor of palm being the most unhealthy cooking medium. Uh, has, has the government considered this at all while framing this policy? Definitely. Definitely. We expect groundnut, uh, this government would have taken note of that. I am having the comparative data also of different crops versus this. Uh, if you, if you look at the present system of our food and nutrition, then we are talking of the multigrains. Multigrain mm -hmm. atta is there. Multigrain dalia is there. Multigrain food stuffs are there. Mm -hmm. Why we are talking of multigrain? No food, whether it is wheat, rice, or ragi, or maize, and this will be complete. That's why we talk of the mixed food, mixed food concept or multiple uh, grains, uh, multigrain concept. If you look at the oil also, blending is permitted. Why blending is required? One oil is superior in some aspect, other oil is superior in other aspects of the fatty acid composition. Mm -hmm. So that way, definitely palm oil, I have seen the uh, review of the American Society of uh, uh, Phytochemicals or something. In that, definitely they are clearly told that palm oil is not seen to cause any heart or other ailments. Mm -hmm. Now, I will tell you our own study here. National Institute of Nutrition is there in Hyderabad. NIN and ICMR for past 22 to 24 years, they also come out with the uh, finding that uh, palm oil is not affecting the heart at all. And if you look at the plus points again, if you talk, then I will definitely say that uh, this is having uh, almost a similar type of monounsaturated fatty acids. Mm -hmm. Monounsaturated fatty acids and definitely you can see the literature and this that doesn't affect the heart. If you look at the 
concept of vitamin A and vitamin E. Vitamin A is the uh, mainly pro-vitamin pro concept is there and it is good for health and eyes. So this is rich source of vitamin A. It is rich source of vitamin E, tocopherol and tocotinols. Mm -hmm. That is also it is rich source. If you talk of the other chemicals, coenzymes, coenzymes like ubiquinones, that oil palm, palm oil is, uh, uh, is having that component also. That also prevents the heart disease. Not only heart disease, it improves the immune system also, immunity system also. So not like that, we are working on oil palm and palm oil, that's why I'm talking this. Ultimately, we are consuming ourselves. Mm -hmm. So we are also consuming. If you look at the concept now, Baba Ramdev and all others, what they are telling? Keep on changing oil in your diet. Don't go for the one particular type of oil, be it even sunflower oil, be it even sesame oil, be it even groundnut oil also. Mm -hmm. So keep on changing. Or rather, in our house, we are blending with two, three oils and then cooking. So that way, this is actually uh, very recently one WhatsApp message you also would have seen. Some Dr. Sharda or somebody has uh, floated that it is a uh, high risk for children and this and that. While Dr. Sharda was approached, she declined that she has given any this kind of problem. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think <laughs> I could reply to your query and I request you to please see that it reaches to many people. It is nothing, no harm to uh, any, any form to our health. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, no single oil can regularly be consumed. Mm -hmm. So either you have to go for the blending or you have to keep in a cyclic way otherwise. Mm -hmm. At least in my house, we consume palm oil also. Dr. Mathur, while uh, I was attending the seminar that you had organized yesterday uh, uh, on oil palm, uh, I, I, I got a feeling that there seems to be a distinct, uh, you know, developed world versus developing world or West versus rest kind of debate where um, a lot of the fears are seen to be propaganda of, um, of of the Western world or vested interests uh, of the soya bean lobby, for instance. Uh, what would be your reading? Is, would there be any truth to this, that that all this, all this propaganda or fear-mongering uh, uh, about palm oil is carried out by Western interests? As far as we are concerned, we do not have any doubt. Mm -hmm. We do not have any doubt scientifically. Mm -hmm not by listening and not by reading. So all will have their business deals. I think you know it very well. So I don't want to comment on that. But at the same time, what we are consuming, what we are promoting for our own population, mm -hmm. we should be sure about it. Mm -hmm. we, why should we give a, a bad material to our own population? What mm -hmm. is our risk? Mm -hmm. Let it be much cheaper also. It is only price which sends wrong signals in mind that is why it is so cheap. So cheap it is due to the very high level of productivity per se. Mm -hmm. Your cost of cultivation is very less. The production levels are very high. That's why overall oil is cheaper in price. But lot of nutritional benefits I have already listed. And this is being consumed, you can see. And that's why if you look at the past eight to 10 years of the pattern of the consumption of oils, edible oils, slowly and slowly, it is turning, it is going towards the palm. 
So if it is not good, definitely it will not have been accepted. Mm -hmm. Coconut also a lot of things are talked. Now what doctors are telling? Years ago, coconut was considered. Yeah. To, uh... So now you can see how things are changed and the minds of the doctors also changed. Mm -hmm. And coconut considered. You can look at the pure desi ghee also. Mm -hmm. Pure desi ghee is also hard, solid. But you can see the lot of advantages. Also. So if something is solidifying partially or totally, doesn't mean it is not good for us. You can see any product in supermarket, be it a very costly one, be it is a very cheaper one. You will always see palm oil is also one of the component there. So what is this propaganda is there? Let uh, people talk for their own oil. I don't buy it. Mm -hmm. But then no point of talking negative also on this. That is wrong. That is wrong. It is sending wrong signals, which is not correct. Mm -hmm. And if this would have been the case, definitely government of India would not have done this. Thanks a lot, Dr. Mathur, for joining us and uh, uh, clearing up some of the misconceptions about palm cultivation, and especially in India. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much, Vivek. Thanks a lot. Thank you.